passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you ready, Casey? I mean, I did my read fine, so you should probably check yourself. Before you wreck yourself. Wow. Chickadee, check yourself before you wreck yourself. She's really getting into that, huh? You call me out. I call you out. Check. Yeah, but that's I'm like one for 50. You're like 49 for 50. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, fine. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Your bumper. Clear. Clear by two. Please really shallow entry. Door, bumper, clear. Hey, segment. everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the six cup car. <laughs> We're going to do a segment. And the eight Xfinity car. All the times they screwed up. Do you hear something, Brett? Okay. <laughs> do you hear anything? No. Do you hear anything? No. Don't be a jerk. Brett Griffin, uh, I did not spot this weekend. I did go to the drag races, though, in Charlotte, which was a lot of fun. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Freddie is fanboyed out somewhere. He is. Likely asleep. Probably. Probably yeah. asleep. Uh, so we'll skip Freddie and go straight Why is to, he the, asleep? to the hottest host in podcast. Whoa. In the podcast world. Finally being nice to me. Thanks, guys. thought you were talking about Skip. Hey, guys. Casey Boat here. <laughs> Director of marketing, babysitting. You know what it is. I thought it was going to Andrew next. Really? I'm kidding, we Casey. I'm kidding. So strong. I'm kidding. So strong. <laughs> well, for the 13th time in the history of NASCAR, brothers have swept a weekend with Ryan Truex winning the Xfinity Series race in Dover on Saturday and then Martin on Sunday. In ha- the same car number, right? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I mean, Ryan uh, did a, that car was phenomenal. I don't know, like watching it, being at the track. You know how you can just see when a car is going to dominate? It was that weekend for that car. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anywhere. He could run the top, the bottom, the middle. It, he probably could have ran to the Grotto Pizza place and back and still won that race. I love Grotto Pizza. It is good, over. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, he was uh, – last week looked like a, a bird without feathers. <laughs> and this week he dominates the race. So, congrats to Ryan and uh, for a dominating win. And it's cool to see – those that's I, I believe that's like their home track too. It is. It is. So yeah. it's cool to see them guys get a win at the home track and um, Martin. You know, obviously real happy to be back in Victory Land, but it's good for the family. That's a good racing family and big weekend for them. I don't think it's a secret that Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series is always fast. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's who you got to be when you show up to the racetrack. Yeah, JRM can bring, you know, some fast cars. Last year especially, obviously, Kyle Racing could show up with some fast cars. But week in and week out, you know who you have to beat as an organization, and it's Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah, you circle car numbers on the entry blank every week or the entry list of who's going to be hard to beat, and you circle the, the 18, 19, and 20 if they're on that list, no matter what, really. Yeah, yeah. Truex has been trying for a long time. I was at... 
Michael Waltrip Racing when he was coming up through the ranks in Bush North, Bush East, and whatnot. And they were really high on, on Truex. He got there. He shared a car uh, in the Xfinity Series, which was, I think, maybe the Bush Series at the time. Uh, and he shared it with Trevor Bain. And obviously, Trevor got hot. Trevor got the seat full time. And Ryan has kind of been bouncing around literally almost everywhere for 188 Xfinity races. Finally got his win. Good for him, man. That many? uh, One out of 188. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not a very high win percentage. And again, like you said, he's been in some good situations. He's certainly been in some situations where – he wasn't in competitive equipment. Yeah. But I mean, at 30, 31, 32 driver. years old, um, here he is getting his first win. And look, if you if you look at Martin's career, you know, Martin Truex obviously won the race yesterday at Dover, like Casey said. I mean, his career didn't really get started until late either. Um, you know, he, he was in the Cup Series for a long time. Started in the Cup Series in – hold on a minute. Let me pull it up. 2004. And he didn't really get hot until 2016. Uh, if you look at his career, he had three wins at the end of 2015 total in his career after 10, 11 years in a Cup Series. So when you look then at Then he got hot. Then he got real hot. But you look at Michael Walsh Racing, which was one of my favorite places I ever worked, and they went out of business after the whole Spingate thing, right? And, and Napa was a big part of that because Napa said, we're leaving the Cup Series and we're going to go to the Xfinity Series for a little while. They ended up going to the Cup Series with Chase Elliott and, and a big opportunity for them. But when they left and Aaron's had left and, and sponsors were leaving and, and Clint was kind of sitting on an island going, man, what am I going to do with my career? And it looked like Martin was probably going to be really the guy that was out and the guy that got the, the worst opportunity. He went to Front Row Motorsports, which was housed in Colorado. And I think at the time they had won one race with Regan Smith, a Southern 500, yeah, Darlington. If, if my memory serves me correct. And then Martin gets there in 2014, they don't win a race. In 2015, he wins one race. 2016, four races. The next year, eight races. Obviously a champion at this point. He went from a guy that potentially was about to go out of business as a driver to a Hall of Fame career. And that was in 2016. So you look at his 20-year career, and it wasn't until the last six years he's really been hot. Yeah, and even there's a couple other things on there too, like, you know, Matt Kenseth missing that block on Denny at the end of the 500. Martin was right there, wasn't he? Yep. Was he Was he right there? Um. Yeah, so, I mean, Martin's been on the verge of some really big wins, and he's won some really big races, obviously a uh, champion, and and uh, he's um, he's accomplished a lot. 32 wins. That's a lot. It, uh, dude, that's a whole hell of a lot of wins. And you look at yeah. last year, he's sitting there fourth in points and doesn't make the freaking playoff. Yeah. Like, that's hard to believe. I mean, he could have been on a championship run then. Who knows, right? But uh, congrats to Martin. Um I would say, though, the biggest talk of the race yesterday, maybe of the year, maybe oh. going back to Martinsville last year, is maybe it, going back even further than that. You're talking about the DGAF tour? Don't give a <laughs> tour is rolling on, man. Ross well, Chastain is in the house, and I'm going to pay this guy probably the biggest compliment he's ever been paid in his career. Uh-oh. When I look back at Dover, and I say, what race car drivers were good at Dover? Here's, here's who comes to mind. Tony Stewart, Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Johnson, Carl Edwards, like we're talking all-star, Hall of Fame, all champions except for Carl, obviously. Kyle Busch. I mean, we're talking yeah. legends in this sport. We're Greg, good at Dover. Greg Biffle was and I'm there. talking about concrete Dover. I'm not talking about asphalt Dover. Ross Chastain has entered this conversation. 
Ross Chastain is leading the points. Ross Chastain won a stage yesterday. Ross Chastain is arguably the most said word and name in our sport right now. He is the new Kyle Busch. Um, I don't, I don't, I think that's a stretch a little bit, but he's definitely a lot of it's not because he is winning. There's a lot of scenarios that are that he's creating that are, um, you know, but I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if you're they're talking about you, they're talking about you, whether you're winning a race or you're going 17 wide in a turn one at, at Coda and causing a wreck um, or riding a wall at Martinsville. Or riding a wall, he's he always seems to find his way into the conversation, whether it's good, bad, or one of. I mean, we're talking about him right now. He didn't even win. I, I try to get my son to do one thing in sports, and it's have a really, really, really bad Uh-oh. short-term memory. Because <laughs> if you screw up, it's hard to move forward if you focus on that screw up. If you hit a bad golf shot and you carry that to the next hole, you're done. If you miss a putt, you have a bad drive. You're mentally screwed, right? And I try to teach Bodie all the time when you when you swing and miss a baseball, worry about the next swing, not the last one. Ross Chastain can screw up and screw up somebody's day in a heartbeat and mentally focus forward as good as any driver I've ever seen. Well, he said sorry. <laughs> he said sorry. But, I mean, he said but, that a few times already. But you can't, you can't coach how sorry he's not. I mean, the day, you know, the day Danny's car got back in, she said, sorry, it was, that was it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I want my kid to have the same short-term memory yeah. loss that Ross Chastain and, has and in sports because it's important to being, it's important to being great. Drivers go through this a lot every, you know, well, you'll have a run every race where your car is just off a little bit. And that's where it's uh, a lot of times them drivers, they go off a cliff and that's where you got to, you know, Ross does a really good job of keeping in the game even after something bad happens like that or, you know, a, a bad pit stop, anything. He just – he need that, and that's huge. I mean, Jimmy Johnson used to go – Jimmy Johnson's probably one of the most mentally strong guys that I've ever For met. For sure. He used to pit road penalty or something, spin out by himself. He spun out a lot by himself. But, like, 50 laps later, he's right back in the same spot where he was. It's It's – you know, guys can refocus like that, but Ross definitely does a good job of seeing the big picture at the end. Um, Best thing to happen to him, and I mean, I hate to say this about a guy that can't defend himself sitting here with us, but Chip Ganassi Racing had some amazing drivers. You agree with that? I mean, you think? I mean, amazing that's drivers. Yeah. Larson. He, he had Larson. He had Martin yeah. Truex. He had, he had some amazing drivers. He, he had Juan Montoya, still have Larson. Juan Montoya, <laughs> Jamie McMurray. He had some amazing stock car drivers. Yeah. He didn't really ever do with it. They, they didn't were, ever really win a lot of races. Dominant, dominant. They were never. Nah, a, man. Look at look week. at what Ross Chastain is in a terrible contract in terms of the financial side of it, and he ends up driving that car. He inherited that ride because Chip couldn't find anybody else to do it at a at a decent price. Ross was his decent price guy, so Ross was under contract. He made Ross get in the Cup car, and Ross is sitting there, probably not in an ideal situation. He doesn't know that yet. No, but he's not in an. I mean, Chip Chip Ganassi let him loose the minute DC Solar that whole DC. Solar Solar thing blew up. Chip Ganassi didn't pick Ross Chastain up, put him in the Xfinity car. He ended up going back to Johnny Davis, still under contract with Chip Ganassi while he was there, uh, and, and colleague as well. But long story short, the best thing to ever happen to Ross Chastain's cup career, and probably career ever, is Justin Marks. If oh, Justin yeah. doesn't come in and buy yeah. track house, there's no way you can make me believe that Daniel Suarez, if he were at Chip Ganassi Racing, would be as fast as he is and would have won a race. I ain't buying it. Um, no, I, I mean, I don't think so. I think there's, I think they're good teammates with each other. I think Ross is a very valuable asset to that place. Um, 
I think Daniel is too in his own sense. I mean, I think Ross, I think Ross is the more, you know, obviously a little bit better race can help you get the cars better. Um, but Daniel's pretty, he can be really competitive and fast. He's too. fast. He's got some fast, you know, really good guys over there. You know, Travis Max over there. He's come a long way from where he was and, and uh, Justin and, and Ty and them give them the right pieces to go and be fast. So. It's a two-car team, and they run that third car, Project 91, which is an awesome concept. You look at Trackhouse at the racetrack, they've got LEDs behind their Dude, haulers. It looks like Best Buy. They've got a freaking <clears throat> DJ yeah. out there playing music. Like, they have changed the culture, which brings me to a point, Casey. I went to the NHRA experience, like I said, uh, four wides out here at Charlotte. Talk about a badass paddock and garage area. They blow ours away. Mac Tools had a hospitality right smack dab in the middle of the garage with one team they sponsor on one side with Funny Car and one team they sponsor on the other side with Top Fuel. And their hospitality guests have the best view in all the motorsports I've ever seen from a garage perspective. It was unbelievable. Getting to walk around down there, everybody could walk the garage. Um, oh, with, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you have well, any ticket. Gotta, you just got to stay out of the roped off areas? It holds 34,000 people, that particular drag strip does. And as long as you do what you just said, stay outside of the stanchions um, of the of the racetrack, of the of the haulers, you're fine. Yeah, but they rope, they they put them. No there. different than what they're doing in our cup garage now. 2311 has yeah, a stanchion off. You got to stay off. Isn't for a cup garage such as like when we have practice, a lot of times they're more active in the garage, I would say, right? So there might be more restrictions. I mean, they I, were, I don't there know. probably needs to be more restrictions, I would say. In I mean, we're, the thing about us now is we only practice 50 minutes, if we practice at all. So I think there's ways for us to have a cooler fan experience based on what I saw at NHRA. Best experience I've been to from a motorsports perspective in my 47 years of living because you had access to see and do damn near everything you would want to see and do. And, and I mean, kids like Bodie, man, Slugger Labby was in there. He, you know, former cup crew chief. He's with Toyota racing development. Now he showed Bodie and, and myself and, and the majors around and, uh, not, not TJ majors, Good Lord. the majors, the family. I'm like I wasn't there. Kevin and Max. Uh, but no, man, it was, it was Show really awesome for me. I was my first NHR event. I've never ever. been to one. Well, you gotta go. Yeah, you, you got to go. Take your girls. I know Toyota does a great job when they promote it. It makes me want to go. So yeah, we'll Jr. Todd was running around in there. That was cool. So you know? maybe we should um maybe we should just have a weekend where the uh, the garage area and, and somewhere with the track where there's like a tunnel to walk through. Just open it up. Rope your stuff off. Let the teams rope their areas off. Open it up. Saturdays are a perfect day to do that. Yeah. Sundays no, because we do need some exclusivity. Um, from our partners that are paying a lot of money to feel like they're somewhere special. But Saturday afternoon, Friday afternoon. They used to do that at a few tracks. I want to say maybe Charlotte was one of them where it would be more open. And and it was definitely for the Xfinity guys because they were. So I got a question. Why don't we do like a, you know, we have basically very limited practice now. Um, How come there's not like an autograph session or something? They, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like that fans can go to, because, you know, you go to these, how many tracks have you been to back a series like smaller? You go there and they have autograph sessions where you can go and you can get an autograph. Like now, if you go to the cup, if you were to go to a cup race next week and just as a fan, are you going to be able to get an autograph at all? It's going to be very difficult. You have to stand at the, where are you going to stand? I, I personally, be, that's it. That's if you're going, are you saying you can even get inside? Outside of it. At Kansas, there's no chance. 
to get right. an autograph unless you go to the midway and you go to a display where your drivers like the Chevrolet and they're coming out there. They're bringing a couple drivers out every couple hours. If you go to like the Westgate resorts last weekend, Jeff Burton went and signed autographs for those guys. They should cycle the drivers. When you look at an Atlanta motor speedway, there's that little tunnel, not tunnel, but there's this little breezeway between the DO lot and the garage. But a lot of drivers jump on golf carts and have their guys drop them off at the side gate. So they don't have to walk through there. So to your point, are you going to get an autograph if you're a fan with a general mission ticket or a grandstand ticket? No, but I mean, if you go to a basketball game or a football game, you get there early. You can go down there and watch the players come out, warm up, get ne- get near the tunnel. But when the game comes, you go to your seat or whatever. You know, like there's Xfinity, still opportunity. Xfinity Series does it. They had one this past weekend. Yeah, so. I think you know. You I mean you're bringing up a point that is a deep dive into a tunnel that we damn sure don't need to go. But here's the reality: <laughs> when you look at NASCAR as a whole, when it was most popular, Winston, the cigarette brand, Sprint. The cell phone brand, which was formerly Nextel, did a lot. They took our sponsorship into the marketplace. And when I say that, I mean, we went to the Sprint campus in the middle of nowhere in Kansas and met thousands of their employees. We went to the Sprint store three times a year in market and met hundreds of race fans. Uh, Sprint was spending a lot of money on marketing and promotions and taking NASCAR into the marketplace. There's nobody doing that right now. So who we who would we have to rely on to do that? I can't. I can't. I don't agree with that. You got to rely agree on. With it you you got Xfinity, for example. They do a lot for the Xfinity series. Who's doing a lot for the Cup series? Since you don't agree with me, we do more with the Cup series than you realize. We're getting. So if back I don't realize, that's a problem. Pre pre COVID, it was different. We are slowly getting back to it now that things are getting back to normal. But I mean, we bring our drivers to retail stores and uh, we used to do a whole Philly takeover where we'd bring drivers up and same for cup drivers. I've as been well. to Philly takeover and it is awesome. I do know that a Xfinity series driver going to a store is going to draw 80 to a hundred people and a cup series driver is going to draw 500. We do cup guys. There's, too. there's nobody taking our cup series sponsorship, our cup series as a series to the marketplace. What does that mean? When I used to walk into a bar, I was at a bar in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Easter weekend. Easter weekend. 47 TVs in there. You want to know how many was on the race? None. That's fair. So guess what? Somebody's got to go in there and and, and put that on TV on. Somebody's got to do promotions in these bars. It's It's not present right now. You know what? I missed that Winston preview. That was so fun up in the Lawrence Joel Veteran Coliseum or whatever it was. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Of, it was pretty fun. Back to Martin. I know a lot of the conversation last night after he won was around if he's coming back, what the plan is. And obviously, Coach's response was, you got to keep winning races. That's the biggest pitch we could possibly get to our sponsors. Do you envision him coming back next year? And what will that take? I think if he's having fun, he comes back. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, I met Martin Truex. The first time I ever met him uh, was in the back of Dale Jr.'s white Tahoe that he had 20 years ago. Uh, we drove to Daytona. We left at midnight and drove all night to get to Daytona for uh, – it was the first year that they did the Dale Earnhardt Legacy Concert Series. They had Hootie and the Blowfish, Brooks and Dunn, Alabama. Like, it was freaking awesome. You you didn't go with us that week. That's the only freaking weekend you probably didn't ever go. I don't know. I'm trying to think of where I was. Hovis and Josh and all them were with us. But that's the first weekend I met Martin, and I literally didn't know who he was. And when, by the time we got to Daytona and they had talked about racing, you know, some on the way there when we weren't sleeping, I was like, man, this is that Bush North driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so he's really quiet, really laid back. He's not going to tell you what the hell he's doing, Casey. I can promise you that until he's 100% knows. But I think if Martin Truex is having fun like he did yesterday and 
like he did with the year he won a championship, I could see him coming back. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're having fun, you're not going to quit. I mean, he's probably a probably decently paid uh, multi champion, still winning races. I'm probably not quitting. Now, you what, know, and, what about the other brother? So part time schedule. He he capitalized on his opportunities, got the win. Now it happens. I mean, I still think Ryan's going to have he he's still going to probably bring some funding at some point to go. I don't think anybody off this win is going to say, you know, that's my guy right now. I mean, if he goes and I don't know how many more races Ryan has left this year, but if he goes and wins two or three more, I, I definitely think it opens up doors at that point. Um, more doors or some, I think. But, you know, he's going to have to, you know, keep winning. It's just so competitive now. I mean, there's there's not many Ryan Priests of the world that come through, run a partial schedule, get a win, make a name for themselves, move on. There's not many Josh Berry's of the world that come through, gain a lot of popularity, have a guy like Dell Jr., Jr. Motorsports, Rick Hendrick, willing to fund uh, fund that project. And, man, I, Casey, I don't, I don't think Ryan Truex moves up without a major sponsor stepping up. I know his dad has some connections and has made a lot of efforts to give Ryan opportunities to win. Um, the question is, how much longer does he have? He's 31 or 32 years old. And when you look at Martin Truex, like he didn't really get hot until he was that old. But here's Ryan with zero cup experience in terms of being competitive. One win in the yeah. Xfinity Series out of 188 starts. And look, you can you can race an Xfinity Series full-time and have a lot of fun and make a great living. I mean, there's a lot of guys doing that right now. So I would, I would say to Ryan Truex, have your fun. Go after wins. The Cup Series ain't all it's made out to be, man. It's a dog eat dog world, and it ain't when you're not when you're not winning. It's not fun. You know, I think the the scenario that Ryan would probably be best in is getting a couple more wins this year, and then getting an offer in that car. One of the sponsors saying, "Yeah, we'd like to see him in that one of them cars next year full time." Yeah, and then get a full time deal in one of them. Then let's see you let's see you put a season together, and if you can be competitive all year, put a season together and run for the championship. Then I think you move. Then, I mean, you got to go and put a, you got to go and improve that, you know, and I think a couple more wins this year, maybe that opens the door there to stick around there and run a full season. I tell you, Elliot Sadler is a different guy now that he's not racing. He's happier. He's more happy-go-lucky. He's more jovial. I was texting with a cup driver last night that had a tough day, and I'm not going to say who it was, but he said, thanks, man. Wish it didn't frustrate me so much. They carry that frustration all freaking week until they get back in the car for a lot of them, for a lot of these guys. I'm not saying all of them do it. Single digit number, 20s, teens, what are we looking at? I'm not telling you. A lot of guys carry that (laughs) frustration, though. I've been around them. Thursday morning, they're still in a bad mood because of how they ran on Sunday. We've been telling you for years now that RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's go-to store for the latest and greatest officially licensed NASCAR merchandise. Did you guys see Chase Briscoe's paint scheme from Talladega? Wasn't Tony wearing a bathroom drinking coffee on the side of the car? He was. And guess what Racing USA did? Fans have the opportunity to order a dual autographed diecast car signed by Chase Briscoe and Tony Stewart from RacingUSA.com. That may be one of the coolest things that you can get this year because Tony Stewart is a freaking legend. Now he's winning races in a drag car. This dual autograph car is going to be produced in strict limited quantities and will easily sell out before the cars even arrive to their warehouse. If you want one, you better go get it now. Shop the Tony Stewart or Chase Briscoe links on their website. Fans, RacingUSA.com is truly unique. Every product they sell is discounted every day. No coupon code is needed. You are guaranteed the lowest 
lowest pre-order prices. Your in-stock orders are shipped the very next business day, and you can select from a wide assortment of the newest officially licensed die-casts, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers, many of which are exclusive to RacingUSA.com. So whenever you want a new hat, t-shirt, die-cast, helmet, or novelty to support your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, Google's top-rated store for NASCAR merchandise. We'll be autographing the 164 Door Bumper Clear Diecast sets that RacingUSA.com will be selling this week. The sets are selling pretty fast, so what? A lot of people said they've already bought all three when they tweeted me. Those people didn't upset me on the Twitter. <laughs> if you want one before they sell out, you need to order it right now. Just go to RacingUSA.com's homepage and click the Door Bumper Clear banner on the bottom of the page. Thanks for supporting RacingUSA.com as they support our podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Let's head into Spot On, Spot Off. Spot On, Spot Off. Spot Off. Spot On. <laughs> yeah, Spot On. It was super fun yesterday to ride around there. and I am Spot Off. Damn. Where did he come from? First topic, in a test last week at New Hampshire, Christopher Bell said everything that we're doing is just a band-aid for the gutless engines that we have today. Ooh. TJ. <laughs> this is quite the comment. Yeah, I was uh, actually at that test. Um, I, I mean, I think I'm an advocate for more motor, less tire. I've, we've been that way for a long time. but Since we started this show. Yeah, these guys like... Like watching them, even at Martinsville, I watch a guy downshift in the middle of the corner and just mat the throttle. And these are like, these are cup cars. They're supposed to be a handful to drive. And I just don't, it's not a handful to drive in in the right way. It's not, um, <clears throat> you know, you don't see a guy just manhandling a car. I mean, when these things snap, they snap. Like yesterday, Kyle Busch got loose in front of us. And it was out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't like I was watching him drive it sideways. Brad said he was really loose one run, and I couldn't even see it. Normally, when I can tell in the Xfinity race, when Josh says he was loose, I could see it. But I could not see it. And when these things snap, they snap. We bottomed out in a three one time earlier in the race, and the caution came out right after we did it. Dude, you shot so far up the hill. I oh, thought yeah, you I, were thought we were, I thought we were done. Yeah, I me mean, too. Brad had an incredible save, and... And um, we rebounded from there. You broke rule number one. Traction? Never scare the <laughs> shit out of the driver. I, <laughs> That's what you did. He I don't. He never really said anything, but like two or three spotters came down to me. He was like, holy cow. Like Josh comes down to me. He's like, dude, Ryan just said Brad's probably just scared the crap out of himself. Um, it scared me watching it. And I was like, oh, gosh. Like three inside. Like that's not good. But 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I think Christopher has a point that they don't. They're not really. These cars used to be throttle control cars. Like you used to had to, you know, how many times back in the day, you say put an egg under the throttle, gas pedal. Dude, I don't. I didn't see any. If there were any eggs under the throttles at Martinsville, no that they, they, they're smashed. They're so, they're matting them. <laughs> yeah, they're everything smashed. And I I wish it was going back. And I think that's what Christopher means by this. There should be some throttle control in it. And and um, because if you have a lot of motor, then the car is hard to get to work. How many horsepower does Christopher's favorite car to drive have? Probably eight hundred to a thousand. Yep. How many do we used to have? Uh, eight hundred to a thousand. Yeah. We probably have the most expensive five hundred and fifty horsepower motor in the world <laughs> that yeah. we run at Daytona Talladega. Yeah. Um, I was at the drag strip where they had eleven thousand plus horsepower. So when they had four wides out there with forty four thousand horsepower rumbling down the racetrack, it was exhilarating. One piston has more horsepower than our entire motor, and that's because of the restrictions. My question is, and we won't ever know the answer to this, between the team owners, the OEMs, and the NASCAR, who is hell bent against giving us more horsepower? I, I just think if you do it, there's a lot of other things that have to be looked at because you can't just put eight hundred horsepower motor in these cars. I mean. Do you see the corner speeds now? Like, could you imagine how much faster? I but mean, they don't have to stop to make the corner now either. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's other things that that need to be looked at. Probably they're just too gripped up. Um, I mean, I think Denny had a comment months ago about just the what do you say? There's too much tire. Like, um, and honestly, <laughs> one of the one of the better races that I saw start was the trucks on rain tires. They were kind of they were not uh, they were on edge but a controllable edge you know what i mean so it was kind of i think people are ignorant to denny's comments in terms of what they hear versus what he says you have to realize he's speaking from two perspectives one of them is a driver driver and an owner the other one is an owner Mm -hmm. so when you hear a guy like him talking whether you like denny hamlin or don't like denny hamlin you need to realize he wants the best for the driver and the owner no different than if Brad makes the comments. Brad is way more reserved. Brad is way more politically correct. I don't blame Brad for that, but I'm telling you, when a guy like Denny or a guy like Brad speaks, they have multiple interests in mind. Yeah, I agree. And so for Christopher Bell to come out on the hills of Denny making some comments about more horsepower and Kevin Harvick tweeting to Doug Gates about making more horsepower, I know engine builders want to make horsepower. Yeah. That's a given. Well, Kevin ain't. Kevin obviously wants more horsepower in him too. I mean, when you when you look at the drivers and owners, some owners, listen, there are owners out there that want to save money at all costs. That's why this new car came to be. And I'm not going to rattle off what owners it was that was pushing and advocating for this car, but they wanted to save money. That was the whole point of this car. Save us money. Save us money. Hell, it ain't saving money yet. Now we have the slow horsepower. So I'm all for what Bell said. Spot on for him having the balls to say it. And as we've said on here for five years, six years, however, I don't know how old we are, TJ. You're old. We're getting old. You just referenced a story from 20 years ago. So <laughs> Neither one of us can see. Uh, TJ just admitted he wears readers. I need readers. <laughs> That's good. I mean, yeah, because Dell Jr. I, I just want, said the I, word. What, what did I say, Andrew? What word was it? Can, can I, I said confidentiality. Confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was confident. Yeah. Confidently. Yeah, that's, but I saw confidentiality with his old eyes. But we're old. The show's old, and we want more horsepower.
Next topic, Parker Kligerman flips off Corey Heim following contact that ended Kligerman's day at Dover. Heim responded after the race by saying, I got no reason to make energy. <laughs> Whoa. I need, I need those glasses. Those glasses. Need readers. Readers. Yep. Heim responded after the race by saying, I got no reason to make enemies. It was just an accident on my part. Spot on, spot off. Brett. I think anytime uh, drivers are flipping each other off, I'm spot on. Anytime they're talking about it, I'm spot on. Anytime somebody gets mad at anybody right now, I'm spot on. I'm here for the entertainment, and this is part of it. And, man, racing is a passionate sport. And, and people don't realize the amount of hours that go into making a race car ready to race. And when somebody messes up your day, it's easy to be frustrated, TJ. Yeah, I mean – it's that's part of racing right there and this is the xfinity series i mean Corey's learning this is his he's what got three or four maybe not even xfinity starts and <clears throat> dover and dover is not an easy track no that's and why i made a comment about ross man like you're it's fast not an easy at a track. hard place yeah and it's it's not easy i honestly feel like the xfinity cars were more of a handful than the cup cars were there um cup cars are so binded by the air when you're manipulated by the air so much so they just they said they have to stay a certain distance apart at certain parts of the extra of the corner there. Otherwise you just lose the nose and um, it's all timing. You got to have the right timing and in Xfinity, you can roll up there and get your left front out and roll up underneath somebody like we used to. And you can see them wiggle and they get underneath them and stuff. And it's fun. And, and Corey did that. And when you get out to the wall at Dover where the walkover is there in turn two, it Ooh. is, it gets tight. Like, I mean, it, the, yeah. when I say tight, I don't mean the car not turning. I mean, the guy is up against the wall and the guy on the inside of him is right up against him. And you mess up by six inches. You're either the guy on the inside is hitting the inside wall, bouncing off the other guy, or the guy on the outside is getting turned down there. So, Speaking of that crossover bridge, I've never been – I've been across the crossover bridge, but I've never sat in those seats that yeah. exist at Dover in turn three. That's got to be some of the best seats in sports. I don't think I, – I mean – You'd be scared? I, yeah, a little bit, probably. I ain't going to lie to you. I might be scared. If, if they start flipping? That's what I'm saying. And there I've has seen been, people flip there. There has been a crash back there, and my guy was, um, I think the start of it was Matt Kenseth in like 04-ish, 05-ish, and he spun out, and like 25 seconds later, Donnie Neuenberger came through there and started flipping down the backstretch. So. I saw Logano flip there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about Logano. Yeah, that, that was. But that's uh, got to yeah. be the coolest seat in sports. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, would you want to face turn three or down the backstretch? Uh, I'd want to face down the backstretch to yeah. see what's coming. Because there's usually some, yeah, there's some good wrecks I don't there. like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a heck of a seat. Continuing on the topic of our favorite topic of the day, Brennan Poole says Ross Chastain, quote, probably needs to get his butt whooped after contact with the one that ended Poole's day. Ross said after the race, he owes Poole a big apology and a bit more. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Uh, I'm spot off. I mean, just unnecessary, really. It took out Larson, too. I mean, it was right in front of us. I mean, we were right behind Larson, and – just unnecessary that part of the race and now i mean i mean an apology doesn't give the guy's points back doesn't give the guy a race back in his career doesn't give him uh the car that's destroyed back it doesn't give the five guys their car back you know what i mean or brennan who doesn't necessarily have a well that's what i'm saying brennan lost that race i'll tell you what else brennan don't have a good hairdresser his hair looks horrible 
It looks like remember when you used to put sun in on your hair as a kid. Yeah, did you see Noah's hair? Or are we gonna talk about hair. <laughs> I think that was a bet though. Noah's hair. Holy cow. He looked Amish. If he'd yeah. had one of them little beards and the little trousers on with the little buttons right here above his collarbone, oh, he'd have looked he'd have been like the perfect like, Amish kid. Like that bowling that? movie? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> yeah. I'm spot off for Brenda making this comment. If you're gonna go whoop somebody's ass, go well, whoop. Well that's it. that's what I was getting at. Okay. Probably I mean if you're gonna do it, just that's He didn't say he needs to do it. He said somebody well, you're the one talking. To. Well, <laughs> you're the one with the wrecked car. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of pain. I, I noticed yesterday the amount of pansies on Twitter was at an all time record high. And this is a pansy. Does that comment. include you? Um, I don't pretty sure I'm not a pansy. Uh, <laughs> when you look at here's the Brennan Poole thing. I'm spot off for him saying somebody needs to whoop his butt or he needs to butt whoop. I'm spot on for Danielle Trotta. She is married to Robbie Benton. Robbie Benton is uh, a GM kind of guy over at Rick Ware Racing, a guy I've known a long time. I have really a ton of respect for. And she was burning Ross to the ground on the Twitter, <laughs> and I am spot on, and I am here for it. Wow, I didn't know. Well, she's also she's also friends with them, too. So, And she sees the kind of work that they put in, people who are fighting to get sponsorships for just even one race. I mean, this is their one race to be able to prove. Her Twitter yeah, was on fire. So Brennan's in a position where he, he has very limited opportunity, and he's just trying to go out there, have a solid, quiet day, and maybe get another opportunity, and that might lead to something else. Well, this just completely ended his opportunity. So I can, I'll, I'll say it, man. Listen, Ross screwed up. And Ross took he out did. Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson later um, impeded Ross's path at one point during the race to help, to, to, to help Martin Truex go on the win. I'm not saying that's why he won, because obviously they had a restart pit strategy played out and all those other things. But um, at some point, TJ has said it on here many times, that Ross doesn't believe anybody is going to do anything to him. And until they do, he's not going to stop. There was a clip uh, of Tony Stewart talking about – you know, Dell Sr., Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, like all those guys, if you messed with them, I saw Dale Jarrett get wrecked by Ryan Newman at Bristol. I went down to Bob, and I said, did he say anything? Bob said, nope. I said, he's going to wreck the dog food out of this guy. Guess what happened when Ryan Newman come back around? He wrecked the ever-living dog out of him. And guess what Ryan Newman won't do anymore? He won't wreck Dale Jarrett. Well, until somebody does that, because nobody's retaliated yet. I mean, technically, Denny did, no, but it didn't really lame. work out too well. That is lame. Denny wrecked himself as much as he wrecked Ross. That was a lame excuse of the wrecking idea somebody. Was there. Yeah, I agree. That was uh, that he took himself out with it. So that wasn't doesn't. That's not an eye for an eye. No, I think Ross has five eyes and Denny has none as of right now. If we're keeping score, Freddie was here. He'd be well, Denny's great. Denny is great. I love Denny. I love, listen. I just think it's crazy how much. Ross Chastain has entered the conversation is in this sport right now. There's nobody talked about more than he is. Ross left with what he finished? P2? P2. Okay. Stage win? I mean, solid day for Ross. Can I ask a quick question? No. Yeah, yeah I didn't think so. Um, do you think drivers are afraid to retaliate after Denny tried to and got penalized for it? I think they're afraid of Ross. I think they're afraid if they get him back, he's just going to get him again. Like, I don't, I don't, I think the, <laughs> don't give a where Andrew is real. Like, I mean, why hasn't somebody paid him back? How many people are mad at him? Five, six? I, I think the whole garage. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I think there was a point when his own teammate was mad Yet at him. he's leading the points. He's contending to win races. I think that, to your point, Andrew, there's a lot more at stake if they were to retire. Is this guy the new Dale Earnhardt in terms of how he races? Is he, are people intimidated by Ross Chastain? 
Is that a fair question? Why aren't they doing anything back to it? I don't know it? that they're intimidated by him. I, I don't what think, are they? I don't think he does it like, oh, I just want to wreck this person. I think he truly just wants to get to the front and doesn't care who's in his way. And so did Dale Earnhardt. He meant to rattle his cage. He said, look, man, the guy's leading the points and contending for wins. He's I know people are going to get mad going, Ross Chastain ain't Dale Earnhardt. No, I know no, that. That train's shifting gears. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> just making a point. All right, let's move on. In the final pit stop of the race, Truex, Blaney, and Bell took two tires while Chastain, Kislowski, Byron, and others took four. Truex ultimately edged out Chastain spot on, spot off on that strategy. You got to be spot on. He won the race, right? Yeah, with Truex. We, we talked about it on here. Now, this, this is different, Casey, because there's only eight or nine cars on the lead lap at the time this caution flies. So if you're running eighth or ninth, um, can you get two tires and get to the front? Well, it's hard being because those first two guys have such a big gap because they're so far gone with a lot of lap cars between them. When you're in a pit road, um, there is a time difference. Third place isn't right on second places, but, but when you look at the strategy – Come out on the front row with this few laps to go. Seven, eight laps, you get a good restart. The guy who gets the lead and gets that eight to ten car length advantage is probably going to win the race. I think this is the time where, where teams are looking at this and crew chiefs are looking at this and finally realizing we need to grow a pair. We need to make a big call here. There's so many crew chiefs on pit road that say, do what the leaders do coming to pit road how many times have you heard that as a spotter when you're oh, running yeah. seventh tj yeah. yell is out pits are open crew chief says do what the leaders do sometimes that may be the right call but sometimes you got to do what's right when i look at ryan yeah. newman's career i would hate to know or love to know how many races he won based solely on end of the race pit strategy because matt borland consistently put him in a position to win the race that's what james small did yesterday with a two-tire move if martin gets four tires he comes out third or fourth he's probably not winning that race no. just like ross did yeah no i agree that's a great call great move there was a few more laps left that i think there was seven to go and took the green that was a little more than I probably would have wanted um, to be comfortable with, but he still made it work, and it was fine. So I know there was a decent amount of wear yesterday, which was kind of cool to see the fall off, and you could see guys start to struggle. It's still hard to pass. A lot of guys cording tires. Yeah, early on. Um, it was a, I mean, challenging race, and that, that was the winning move. We were, we were P6, and there was eight cars on the lead lap, so we were going to take four no matter what because there were so many lap cars between – between the leader Truex and us, by the time we like we literally he was pulling out of his stall and we just cleared him. Yeah, I saw so that. it didn't make sense for us to take two because we were gonna we were gonna come out in the thick of it. So we just got four. And got Where'd super, you finish? Oh, eighth. We got super yeah. tight. We restarted yeah. fifth. And you guys had a good day yesterday, though. You and Busher. Uh yeah. We um had a little issue early there. We were leading, come out second on the pit stop, and then had a penalty for a tire that got away from um the front there and. That's part of it, and rebound. It's that's uh, the strong part to me is rebounding in that place. It's not easy. It's not easy to go to the back. I mean, when I say the back, we had to restart tail end of all the cars. That's not easy. And that's we a had recipe a long, to get lapped. Well, that the next run was a green flag stop too, and we ended up staying on the lead lap. Um, we pitted a lap. We were on the lead lap when we pitted. We came. We made our stop. It came out behind Ross, passed him in the first two laps, and moved on. So, and then we drove all the way to twelfth. So to drive from the mid 30s 
to 12th in a run is pretty solid. I mean, that's uh, passing a lot of cars. We Brad did a really good job, and Matt and them, they had a really good car, and uh, we were able to get back up there. And it's tough play with this car. It's hard to do. Like you don't you don't pass that many cars a run. So the track widened out. It was able if your car was good, you could move around. I mean, still if you moved up, sometimes we were a little too loose to even move up. So Brad had to literally look like Kevin Harvick and them rolling right around the line. And uh, tough place, but definitely a good call. Spot on for their call there. That got them the win, and I don't think you can ever spot off a call that wins. Spot on, spot off. Continuing on a similar topic, Larson says you can take it for whatever it might be. It was a long, frustrating day for me and another day where I get caught up in something that wasn't my fault. This comes after the period Larson held up Chastain on the track during his battle for the lead against Martin Truex Jr. Um, and I know we talked a little bit about this, but I guess spot on, spot off for what you think might be coming for Ross and I guess Larson's comments. TJ. Uh, I mean, it is a long day. There's two cars that had really long days yesterday, and it was the five and the 14. 22. Yeah, Joey had a long... Joey was actually until halfway point it started to go that but like the 14 was bad all like had a the, bad the three the three yeah the three <laughs> but that started in practice like the, obviously yeah the three had a long day too so that's a um it's like a bristol on steroids to getting out of the way there is not easy either and and you know everything closes up it's like um everything closes up on the exit so tight if you're a lap car sometimes it's hard to stay out of the way and not not get caught up in something because they're trying to they're trying to get around you and it's hard so um, definitely I can see Kyle's frustration just kind of caught up into something. He didn't the same thing the week before he gets caught up in a wreck that he didn't start. And, but it's part of it. Uh, just got, stage, I, don't, stage, I don't think anything's going to happen from it. Do you think stage one and listen, man, as a fan, stage one was exciting. It was fun. We had all the things, we had all the elements that you would potentially want to add over. Do you think we had all that because we didn't get to qualify? Do you think if we qualify and all the fast cars are in the front and the slow cars are in the back, that Daniel Suarez is going to wreck? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, the variety, uh, and the same thing with Xfinity. Xfinity was the same way. I mean, look at the results of the Talladega race. They're going to be mixed pretty big. And you're going to have much more variety in that top 20, top 10 even. You're going to have much more variety up there than you would normally on a qualifying day for sure like big time like i was a big fan of it i was a big fan of no qualifying going into that race uh to your point casey larson had a rough week my man gets t-boned at talladega where he's hosting a race uh a high-paying dirt race his teammate flips and injures his vertebrae and he's out for three to four weeks he gets it over and not of his making he's Running um, beside a Brennan pool and pool gets wrecked and turns, slides up the racetrack, and Larson creams him. So uh, Larson's probably very frustrated, especially with how fast his cars have been, because there's no doubt who the best car, who, who the best race car driver at Dover was in that field yesterday, in my mind, is Kyle Larson. Behind him probably is Martin Truex. Um, if Matt Kenseth were still there, if Tony Stewart were still there, Jimmy Johnson, I don't know where Larson would rank, but they're not there anymore. And McMurray and I had a conversation about this years ago and basically said, man, when some of these top guys go, how good is Kyle Larson going to be at Dover? So it's got to be one of the tracks that he circles. And these guys will tell you, they go through the schedule and they circle certain tracks knowing I'm going to be a badass there. I'm going to have a chance to win there. I'm going to have a chance to dominate. So I think any remarks that, that Larson makes are out of pure frustration and rightfully so. 
He's uh, he's one of the best. Frustrated, he knew Ross screwed his day up, and at the end of the race, he tried to do the same to Ross. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Dirty Mo listeners, this is Dylan Hart Jr. It's May, and you know what that means. The Indianapolis 500 is just around the corner. Thankfully, we have Speed Street with Indy car racer Connor Daly and comedian Joey Molinaro. They're going to get us ready to go. Follow Speed Street so you never miss an episode and get ready for the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. This is a perfect segue into the DBC A-Main where we chat about what's going on in the dirt world. All right, bud, it's time for the A-Main. Brett, you said it. So um, Hendrick Weathersports president Jeff Andrews says the team will evaluate the races that drivers do outside of the Cup Series, but says that drivers can get something different out of it than a racing simulator. And this comes after Alex Bowman becomes the second HMS driver this season to be out of the car due to injury. I know Stenhouse says that he stays more sharp racing sprint cars and the same with Larson um, and that it won't make them stop racing, having Bowman be out. What do you guys take from this and, and what would you do in this situation? I think as a driver, they have the most fun of their lives in those sprint cars. I think, and I've talked to guys that have driven sprint cars, stock cars, drag race cars, whatever. They love they're addicted to those damn sprint cars and how fun they are to drive yeah. the high horsepower, the amount of y'all, the amount of car control you need. And at the end of the day, I feel like we can't wrap these guys in bubble wrap and keep them safe. I mean, Kyle Larson said that he thinks Talladega is more dangerous than racing a sprint car. I don't know if that's true. I don't know where he would come up with that other than his own personal experience. Clearly, he knows how much danger he's in when he wrecks at Talladega and he sees his roll cage broken and potentially pointed at him I mean his his the fear in his voice about his cockpit having damage was real you know but at the same time as a fan I see Talladega as super dangerous right I don't see Martinsville as super dangerous I see every time they get in these sprint cars as super dangerous I wouldn't let my kid race one of those things and he's 10 to save my life because it, it looks freaking dangerous and that's what makes it amazing for people to go watch people other people drivers do something that they aren't brave enough to do I am not brave enough to get in one of those sprint cars and go around there at 130 miles an hour, wide open, yawed out with a bunch of other people with open wheels around me and flip down the racetrack. That's what makes them amazing. That's what makes them have hero cars. That's what makes them sell sponsorship. And and, and that is the world that Kyle Larson came up in. It's not the world that Kevin Harvick come up in. And how many times have you seen Kevin Harvick's kid in one of those things? None, right? Larson's kid's out there in one. Clint Boyer's kid's out there in one. They came up in the dirt world, and I think – and I came up loving dirt racing but not having the balls to do it. I can tell you that. Yeah, these guys love their dirt racing. And if they're happy doing it, I think you just – you got to let them do it. I mean, that's what – 
I mean, it's, and I was, I mean, I enjoy watching it. So, I mean, I like, I like to know that there's sprint car racing coming up even this week. I mean, there are, there's when, some yep. races that I'm going to watch because, uh, I know these guys are going and they're going to make it, they're going to make it good. And they're you, good. You at raced. It. Can you do that? I would drive a sprint car. Yeah. I actually, my dad drove a sprint car when I was little and I grew up around dirt tracks and I would, I wanted to write, I, that's what I wanted to do in the beginning. I want to race a sprint car. So, so you would do it right now. I would go out there right now. Yeah. With a bunch of people around you. Uh, yeah, it probably wouldn't be exciting cause I'd probably work my way up to it, but I'm not going out there going wide open. I mean, I if, mean you, if you would like a shot, we have a few, if you, if you're interested. Well, the midgets don't scare me like at all. You wouldn't get in a midget. I ain't getting nothing. <laughs> I'm old and fat now. I'm done. I think it'd be fun. I mean, I think, I think the midgets would be fun. The only thing I don't like is some of them tracks the midgets go to, they are flying and I mean, ripping. And if they hook, they're not, they're going to continue to flip. 12, 13 times in the air. And I mean, that there, there, there are times I even saw Carson Ellis wrecking, and I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. Please, don't even get me started. Please, but please be okay. Yeah. You know, and I don't know a lot of these Oakmill guys. I mean, Gavin Beauchel, I'm, I'm working with him on some stuff. Like, I, oh, it tears yeah. my nerves up. But like, that's, it, that's what makes it awesome. But I think it is. I think what was really cool to you is Larson spent a lot of the season, unfortunately, not racing Cup, and he was doing what he loves, running on dirt. I mean, seeing getting to see that so close because he ran for our team and dominated like every time he got in the car a lot of people are saying that helped him get the championship that very next year and it it truly i see it because you see his mindset you see him living life they got in their mother home and they just drove to different races and that helped them get back to the proper mindset to really race because they love it rather than what they feeling like they have to do it and i i truly believe that helped him get that sponsorship that next year i mean uh, chase elliott likes to snowboard I mean, let him go. I mean, that's what he likes to do. So, yeah, I am all for letting these guys have a life because why would you sit? Why would you sideline yourself for 20 years of your career and not have a life when at the end of the day, you might get hurt at your job and you might not ever get to have a life. Yeah, And luckily, NASCAR has a thing in place, too, that if something does happen, you know, as we should. Yeah. And it's great that those guys can come back. The pressure's on them to win. But there is an opportunity to not throw away your season. And normally that didn't happen back in the day either. I mean, if, if you take off for personal reasons, you shouldn't get a waiver. Yeah. If you take off for health reasons, you will, should always get a waiver. I don't care where your health reasons came from. If you, yeah. if it's you caught the flu, if it's you caught COVID, if it's you broke your arm, your finger, your toe, I don't care. If you have a legitimate health concern, you should always get a waiver because in no other sport would you penalize a team for a player having an injury or a health problem. And that should not be the case here either. If the crew chief gets hurt or if he has whatever, it doesn't affect the standings. And, and that should be the case with the drivers. NASCAR does that 100% perfect. Well, be sure to tune into Dirt Vision because there is a ton of racing this week. Um, I know I'll be watching World of Outlaws from Ohio at Eldora. So be sure to check that out on top of my favorite place, Millbridge. Um, can't miss it. Dirt Vision will have you all covered. I watched a lot of Dirt Vision over the weekend. I bet you did. You had quite a lot of time on your there hands. Was, yeah, I mean, in the evenings, there was a lot of, there's a lot of good racing on yep. last weekend. So let's move on to Reaction Theater. I find it hilarious that Denny Hamlin in his podcast obviously has NASCAR so frazzled that when he goes on his podcast and complains about the green flag passing at Talladega, NASCAR Twitter posts that we had 308 
passes for the lead during green flag at Talladega, the most ever, insulting even the NASCAR fan with a half an ounce of intelligence that knows that you track lead changes at the line. Get off Twitter. Hurry up and fix a car. How about that? Was there really that many lead changes? That's what NASCAR said. That So now we're counting it like every time the bumpers do this? Yeah. So during the so. green flag stops at Martinsville, obviously a lot of passing passing with quotes around it took place, okay, which means positions changed. They weren't actual passes on the racetrack. So people were complaining about how hard it is to pass. So a graphic was posted by NASCAR that said how many green flag passes occurred. So Denny engaged and basically <laughs> called them liars and said, you can't count some of these things as passes that you're counting as passes. So he and Mike Ford had a quite had quite the exchange on Twitter. And at the end of the day it's nascar nascar's way of telling fans that you're wrong we are getting passes and so that's what this call is about i don't have a dog in the fight i'm just telling you i'm just giving you the context can one of these guys that get wrecked by chastain grow some balls and annihilate his ass already i am so tired of seeing this guy do the same thing week in and week out and just being like oh i'm sorry oh i didn't mean to do it oh i'm just a little baby that doesn't know how to drive on the f-ing track somebody take him out <laughs> he's your points leader yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say he finished second he's been competitive all year and that's your points leader so uh, i mean might want to reevaluate your statements there. Great call, but I mean, you might want to reevaluate. He's kind of right in the beginning. Somebody's <laughs> going to stand up, but who's it going to be? Who who would he wreck that wouldn't put up with it? Kyle Busch, maybe. I don't know. I'm. <clears throat> I honestly, 15 years ago, I probably could have named 20 guys. I'm right going to name you one guy. He better not hit. Who? Michael McDowell. If he touches Michael McDowell, Michael McDowell will flip him over the grandstand back back stretch. You don't hit Michael McDowell. So he ain't, he ain't you. he's the modern day Ricky Rudd. That's why you never see nobody. Yeah, is hit that why Michael McDowell. put him over a hood. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, again, you don't hit Michael McDowell the racetrack. I don't know which guy is going to get out and confront Ross on pit road, and not when I and I don't mean just have a conversation. How much you think Ross weighs? Uh Buck eighty, now buck seventy five, buck, buck seventy, sixty five, yeah, buck seventy. I mean, he's he's got to be muscle because he works out with that Josh Wise guy. He's got um, a lot of beard, so that's probably six pounds. Yeah, he's got that beard going. <laughs> he scares people for some reason. I mean, <laughs> what are they scared of, Casey? I think Ross is a nice guy outside the Ross. car. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I like Ross. I'm I'm just pointing out stuff. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I I don't think that people are scared. I think it's they're scared of like additional repercussions that might come from it. Why are we talking about it then? Just handle it. Wow. But what is that going to do? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> then just take it and don't don't say anything to the media. She's yeah, scared. S K E E R E D. Maybe Brennan should have got like I'd like to thank Ross. I really appreciate getting wrecked by him. I like I'm on the in the team on the club now um i'm telling you right you. now brennan needs a son in sponsorship <laughs> that's his go-to i mean i feel like we should just start thanking ross when he wrecks us you know <laughs> just like thanking him i mean there is a hashtag <laughs> thank you ross thanks ross, <laughs> thanks, ross. <laughs> I mean, you gave us a lot of things to talk about today so thanks <laughs> ross <laughs>
You guys just got wrecked by Ross. Thank you. Thank we should have had Ross on today in, in Freddie's absence. <clears throat> yeah. And but, but we Ross have to make a deal. Ross is, Ross has been on our show twice. He did one in studio. He did one at live in Dover, ironically. Oh, uh, yeah. We just have to make a deal with him that we can't ask him anything about wrecking people. <laughs> what are we going to talk about, Ken? <laughs> watermelon farming well he'll tell you all about that it is pretty cool his story so and his brother ran the xfinity race yes yeah that was cool and he spots too sometimes whatever he's terrible on iRacing hey brett what's worse ross chastain taking out a rick ware car or that rick ware car was actually passing austin dillon for position austin dillon what the It's funny, we just said on the show how slow the three was. Like, the three was flat out struggling from the word go. I was surprised by that. Yeah. But, they, yeah, if you're, um, if, if you're a key partner, and listen, Chevrolet has three key partners. Those key partners are Hendrick Motorsports, Trackhouse, and Richard Childress Racing. If you're a key partner of an OEM, any, any key partner, and you're getting passed by Rick Ware Racing, you have a, you're having a really bad day. Because yeah. Rick Ware is limited people, Limited budget. Obviously, drivers. I mean, Austin Dillon is presumably a lot better race car driver than Mister Poole is. Yeah, I mean, I. I mean, I've got to give them a little bit of credit because they've been fairly. I mean, decent for their. You know what their expectations. They've been to me kind of meeting their expectations a little bit with what they've been. You know, given and their like their equipment and stuff too. So, but yeah, it's. The three, I mean, I don't know what the, they're The best thing to happen to Rick Ware Racing is Tommy Baldwin, Robbie Benton, and now they've got two guys in the car that want to be good race car drivers. They don't have any other agenda. It's hard to be – listen, man, Kyle Petty, I watched him. You know, he won, I think, five cup races in his career. He won at places like Sabco Racing. And when he got to Petty Enterprises – Man, he it was so hard because he was in the middle of the family business. He was trying it's to be the CEO. The family, he was yeah. trying, yeah, like trying not to tear your dad's car up. You're trying to do a lot of things. There's a lot of back things going on in your brain outside of just being a race car driver. So I think it's a good move for a lot of things Rick Ware's got going on. But you don't want to. I'm telling you right now. Can you imagine what went through Austin Dylan's mind if your spotter says clear yeah. behind the 15? Well, they. I'm not gonna like Kyle wasn't. I know he had a little bit of damage there, but he wasn't as strong as you know just off a little bit that weekend so i mean but austin i think i'm gonna guess the backup car wasn't kyle bush had a chance to win the stage till he spit he's dominating the race he's he's not happy with how his car's handling but the one he, i'm trying to remember he has the lead and he's leading the race up until they pit once they pitted at lap 20 he got a speeding penalty then they tried to flip some strategy and put him up there on old tires like you said he he had some damage he had tons of damage from the Suarez wreck he had some damage stuff so yeah the damage is huge there anyway great great uh, observation Austin Dillon will be back I bet he outruns Require Racing at Kansas all right. Well, don't forget to leave us an audio message whenever you would like. Just head to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icons. We'll keep playing the best ones each week. Where's our songs at, man? I know. Where's Jeb at? Where's the rapper? I was hoping for one. The rap- Mike, Mike Davis stole the rapper. Oh, so we can't get raps anymore. That's no. cool, Mike. No. He takes the rapper in my boat. Same time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Ask DBC. Uh, use 
hashtag AskTBC each week to send us your questions and we'll be sure to pick the best ones. This first one is from The Officer Nasty. That's an interesting <laughs> name. Besides the obvious weekly schedule disruption, how does a Monday race affect a race team and how do teams manage it? TJ. Sounds like a, a Call of Duty name or something, doesn't it? Uh, um, that's not what I was thinking, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Uh, I mean... Thankfully, they called the race. The weather was very rough. I mean, just rainy. It's just miserable. And and NASCAR was very proactive in calling the race. They wouldn't have got it in. Like there was the track. There was never a dry enough time to get the track. Even when it when the radar was clear, it was still that Missed. stuff you couldn't see. So there's no way they could have got everything done. But they were very proactive. I think it. Um, I think they called early enough too to help the fans that might have been on the way you know what i mean like it was early enough to help alleviate some of that um so the question is what does it how does this affect the race team man i don't really think it affects the race team that much you're kind of we've been we've done this how many times you've been in a rain out oh god it's just another day you go back to the hotel it's kind of annoying um but there are people at the shop that are also working on cars too so it's not like nobody's yeah i mean the things are getting handled at the shop and well, the, hay, the hay's in the barn for Dover when you get a rain out on Sunday, but the hay's not in the barn at Kansas, so the guys can go grab a couple beers, sit in the hotel lobby. Engineers work on setups, and yeah, people go uh, back to the room and work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just so. not all is not lost just because it's rain out. And man, that's a, that's the first time we've had a. Um, a race call that early in a very long That's time. What I thought. And I thought props to NASCAR, props to the racetrack, props to Fox, because a lot of times I feel like TV has pressure to come on the air because they've sold all the ads. They know the most eyeballs are going to be on as soon as they go uh, on air. And obviously at the end of the race with checker flags, but I props to them for not being greedy and being respectful to people's time and doing the right thing. You had it like this yesterday. Um, so Dover has one a year now. Yes. Yeah. So during the national anthem or after the national anthem, I go back and I look down there. There is a line to get in still. I saw it. It was like I, a mile long. It was forever long. Yeah. So props to all the people that came back on Monday. I thought the crowd was very good for a Monday. Um, great for that area. To, I mean, it, it was a good show. I mean, and I think the the race was hard, but the track widened out. The, ter- the tires were a, were a handful and it was a good race. Considering it was a great race, it was one of the best races I've seen at Dover in a long time. This next one is from John. There's only one question Why does Brett blacken his hamburger buns? Well, I might have left it in the toaster a little bit too long. So, what I do with my buns is I love <laughs> butter, I love butter on my buns. Do you uh, like butter on your buns, <sighs> Casey? Do you like your buns buttered? <laughs> yes, same. So, I have the spray butter. <laughs> And I spray my buns, okay? I get them nice and buttery, and then I put them Real in the toaster. Shiny. And I left them in the toaster too long, and then I have black buns. <laughs> and my friend Bernard Pollard, former NFL player, big NASCAR fan, he basically tweeted it out making fun of my black buns. <laughs> and I took offense to that because even though they were black, they still tasted good. You ate them? Hell yeah, I ate them. Oh, gosh, dude. We had a tenderloin, beef tenderloin burger from Can't Omaha Steaks. two new buns. Well, I could have, but after I tasted my bun, I liked it. And I'm a picky bun guy. I normally don't like anything black, this, this burnt buns. But, but yesterday, I let it go, and I tried it, and it was amazing. What did Bernard say? He just picked on you? He's picked on me. He didn't like cheese on my fries. I like cheese on my buns and butter on my buns. And yeah. ketchup and mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. So whenever um, 
whenever you grill, do you like, do you butter your buns out there too and put yeah. it on the grill or yeah. Blackstone or whatever? Yeah. Have you been to Dario yet? I've, I have not had a hot dog well, from Dario You just got to go there. Maybe yeah. you'll, you'll go there. Go. Maybe yeah. we should go today. They'll butter your buns. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, back on the to- Ross topic. Thanks, Ross. Again. Um, Adam Stern just announced that UPS is sponsoring Ross at Darlington. He's doing a vintage UPS scheme. And I think it's pretty ironic that, um, you know, FedEx, UPS. Wow. I think pretty bold. That's a great sponsor. Listen, man, I think Trackhouse is making a lot of smart <laughs> moves in the sponsorship world, and I think they've got a lot of irons in the fire, and I think they're setting themselves up to be uh, a two-car fully funded team for a long time, and then you can really go to work on that third car. Question Remember is, the commercials where the what happens with the charters? Would pull up next to each other or something? Yeah. They would have, that could come but, back. I mean, once again, man, we talk about it all the time. Like the Dale Jarrett, where you, where you drive the truck ad campaign. Oh, I forgot about and, that. And UPS did so much to take us into the marketplace. Like, yeah. I love sponsors who come in and activate in our space because the, the, the that sky's the limit. became iconic. Like, it did. You knew it. Like, uh, well, you go, you see it all over the place. I mean, you, you went everywhere with Dell Jr. And we all know how famous Dell Jr. was. I went everywhere with Dell Jarrett and you couldn't go anywhere with that guy because of the damn commercials. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because he was a famous NASCAR driver. I mean, yes, if we were in the Pocono market and we went to eat around the racetrack, of course, everybody's going to know him. But we'd be in the middle of nowhere at a golf outing or something and everybody knew him because of the drive the truck campaign. Yeah, I think uh, Justin, what he's doing, when you think, if you're taking the sponsorship side of it, I mean, he's the future. Like his team, what they're doing, that's what you'll see in, in the garage. Everyone do in a few years. UPS comes back. They're leading the points. <laughs> I mean. It's just pretty funny. I mean. It's if, 1999 all over again. If all I were their again, partnership man. marketing team, I would be going towards UPS as well. I think UPS started in 2000. Yep. No, 2001. I think quality care ended yeah, in 2000 and 2001 would have been the year that uh, the Motorcraft moved to Elliott Sadler with the Wood Brothers and Dale Jarrett got the UPS deal. And at the time that UPS deal was the biggest sponsorship deal in the garage that Robert Yates landed. Big deal. Miss those days. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What an idiot, man. Brett, based off of your Twitter feed yesterday, I think you might have a few, and I'm afraid of what they might be. Well. First of all, how hmm. sober oh, were gosh. you when you were tweeting some of the things that you that's I didn't said? drink a that's, drop that's yesterday. That's a dumb question. All right. Actually, I had two beers. I had two beers in the backyard. That's because, more than a drop. Because we bought, um, well, McLevel ain't that strong. Uh <laughs> We bought ducks. My my daughters ordered ducks from California, 
Ducks, like real ducks? Ducks. Four ducks are in my living room. You had four ducks shipped from California? Four ducks showed up at my house from California in a box. Apparently, they can be born and go two days, and that's how long it took them to get here, and there's ducks. There's ducks in my f***ing house, and they're going in the garage soon. I'm going to Buffalo, New York today. Did you know that? No, that's cool. Um, Lucky you. Yeah, somebody sent me Danielle Bennett. Uh, Diva Q on the Twitter. She told me that I need to go to this place called um, Charlie Butcher. Charlie the Butcher. You ever been there? No, but sounds uh, sounds good. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to Onion Farm up there. Um, I like onions. Casey, back to your point. What an idiot. Uh, <laughs> it's everybody that's on Twitter at this point that sends me stupid. Now they they can all win. What an tweet. idiot. Now you know why I stay off Twitter. I think it's funny. I, I honestly like. My favorite part is people think I'm upset when I'm tweeting them. I'm not. I'm laughing at how stupid they are. <laughs> I cringe every time I go to your Twitter feed. Please tell us what your what an idiot was this week. I just told you all the people on Twitter that are. All of them? Idiots. Yeah. There's hundreds TJ. of them. I've got thousands of them blocked. <laughs> I know. Man, there's. I mean, it's hard not to give it to the obvious one. I mean, but we, how many, I don't want to, we're skyrocketing his credit here. Um, Thanks, Ross. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Uh, is that the new saying? Thanks, Ross. I mean, Ross just wrecks Brad. Well, somebody said NASCAR even tweeted or Fox put it's out a graphic. It's a graphic, yeah. Yeah, thanks, It's Ross. a hashtag. Thanks, Ross. That's, I mean, uh, he, <sighs> thanks, Ross. What an idiot. Because we could just do that. Like, At least they he could owned be with it. Each other. At least he owned it rather than being like, I don't know. What no, you know what the saying, the saying should be would What's it like? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so. I mean, Carl Edwards got away with it for years. I'm not, not going to lie. Next argument I get, I'm just going to have Ross come and apologize for me. Yeah. <laughs> He's sorry. He didn't mean it. <laughs> yep. Just going to have Ross apologize for me. Ross, uh, what are you doing later? <laughs> when you get done it. My what an idiot. Barber. My what an idiot is Andrew. Because, I agree with that. Because if anybody oh. understands sports, you understand that when you play fantasy football, if you pick a guy, you pick a quarterback, and he starts the game, once he's started the game, if he gets hurt and the backup comes in, you get that quarterback's statistics, right? Which is basically what happened with Bowman. Bowman went out. Josh Berry's coming in, and I had to get an opportunity oh, to use go. Josh Berry. Because Andrew clearly – do you, do you follow sports at all, Andrew? Yeah. What, what sports do you follow? You're not going to like this answer, but I follow... Soccer. The, yeah. That, that explains a f-ing lot. Pickleball. What? Soccer. He follows soccer, which I is why he doesn't... I follow soccer, too. So who, which is why he doesn't soccer? understand how real Primarily? sports works. Oh, so like European stuff. Yeah. So you love... What'd you say? Them. European? Yeah. <laughs> what? European. You, you can't say that on every, here. Every so word. you like like... You're a big Ted Lasso fan then, probably. Sure, yeah. 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 So... Uh, <laughs> Is Ted Lasso European? He is now. <laughs> but you just tied in European to Ted the, Lasso. I don't agree with the idiot statement, Andrew. You are not an idiot. You are very smart. So I just want to say, Casey, when you picked, who was it? It was Josh, Josh Berry. When he was in Chase's car. Ka- Casey didn't get Chase Elliott's. Josh Berry didn't get hurt. Josh Berry got pulled from the car because somebody was able to come back. We all knew that was a possibility. But if I had a chance to pick, then you would have a chance to pick. I didn't get works. a chance. So what's the problem here? You got you got hose he's on just, your pick? Yeah, he's so, just it's, so it's fine. It's Casey fine. It's clearly still, not. We have Casey, a soccer fan running a sports pool. That's this is the way this is going to go. <laughs> Casey can still pick Josh Berry. So what do you want to do? Can go back still and pick re-pick? Alex Bowman. No, it's over with now, TJ. They didn't he let me... wanted to repick. Who were you? I gonna... mean, I didn't. That's just how the cards fall here, man. I mean, you not can't... on an injury. Sucks to suck. What do you want? Let's a move waiver? on to what an idiot. Yes. 
That's, we're, we're or sorry, DVC we're picks. Idiots. What an idiot. We're in what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Let's move on to DVC picks. TJ won, unfortunately, with Denny Hamlin. Good job, dude. Let's Denny's Where are we going? Kansas, Kansas on that Kansas. Dover list, man. Man, I suck since I'm not going to the racetrack. Oh, Bowman's won there before. You should. <laughs> oh. Who are you picking, Brett? Am I, did I finish last? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get to finish at all. Yep. Oh, I don't Teaching. know who I'm picking. I have um, I'll tell you I'm, who's, not, I'm not picking yet. I'll tell you who's struggling as a manufacturer. Ford. Ford. Like, man. I mean, I remember so many times in NASCAR history, wait, 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 wait. concessions are given. They need to give some concessions to somebody. I think I saw a stat where this I don't mean like, like the first Pepsi time French um, fry. in 10 years that the RFK cars have finished top 10 two weeks in a row. Wow. So... Been ten years since consecutive weeks, and that's a big accomplishment for you guys. I mean, obviously, oh, you want right. to be doing it every week, especially at two really difficult. We are tracks. one Martinsville tire bouncing down the front stretch pit stop away from being fifth, sixth in points right here because we were running fifth, sixth in that race. Caution comes out, we get pinned a lap down. We were running, we lost basically twenty points that day because of that tire. We'd yeah. be probably sixth in points, maybe fifth. So it's a pretty Brad and this is just an you know. Brad and Matt and all the engineers and everybody there working. I mean, this is all stuff that was started last year that's showing now. I mean, it takes a long time for the results to show, but the most honest I've ever seen Brad in an interview is he had a good finish, didn't win the race and he got out and he was beat. I mean, you could tell he was physically whipped and he said, we finished today the best we can finish. Everything went right, and this is as good as we can be right now. Knowing that he wants to be winning the race and knowing they have work to do, but he was he literally admitted, and I don't see many people doing this in our sport, not publicly, this is as good as we could be on this day. And he was happy about it, but knew there was work to be done. Yeah, I'm, I mean, Brad's at that shop every single day from morning till closing time. Wow. Every day. I mean, he, I think he, then he goes to his other deal. I think he goes up there on Friday. Um, but he runs the other business too. Yeah. But he is at that shop, meetings, making things happen. He knows every part on that car. He knows everything about him. He knows which direction he he's. He's probably the, one of the most intelligent individuals I've ever met. Who is a director of competition over there right now? <clears throat> I think we I think it's Jeremy Thompson. Okay, I don't know him. Yeah, Jeremy's also a huge asset. He was uh, at MB two, and then he ran Brad's truck stuff. Um, and he's a very uh, he's a huge asset as well. But yeah, they nobody nobody knows how hard Brad's working at this, and it's going to pay off. Brad knows what he's doing, and obviously the results were. We got one season under belts, and you can see. I, I mean, I think it's noticeable this year. You can definitely see the more speed in the cars. Yes. And, and Matt and the engineers, and they're, you know, using the info and, and getting better. So, Martin Truex Jr., I think he goes back to back. He's your pick. Hmm. Who'd Freddie pick? Freddie picked Christopher Bell. <clears throat> That's a good one. Uh, Casey. Yeah, Toyota, those, Toyota. Those are my top two. Uh, I'll take Bubba. Hmm. Bubble was fast here last year. This is where he right hooked Kyle Larson and was suspended the following race. Was at Kansas Speedway. Fall. TJ, what's your pick? I hate it because he's probably going to call me and yell at me. You going to jinx? Who you going to jinx? Tyler Reddick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to be mad. That was Freddie's backup. So that was all Toyotas. Yep. We think it's going to be the Toyota show. I'm just looking at guys. I'm not looking at manufacturer. I'm looking at a guy that I think. I saw him kind of hanging out in the shadows there last week, and this is... I wonder if Steve Letard on his podcast is going to talk about the Toyotas, because we did. We just did. We just did an all-Toyota lineup. Guess we'll find out. I think Bubba right-hooked Larson at Vegas. 
It was Vegas. Was it? Yeah. Damn, they all look alike. I'm wrong. Yeah, because they were going to fight on the front stretch, remember? Well, Bubba wanted to fight. Well, yeah, they, yeah, Kyle don't want anything to do with it. No. Well, Kyle's obviously not a fighter. What do you think Kyle weighs? Uh, 150. Oh, you think? Yeah, I guess he does. Maybe. I don't know. He's probably I, less than that. I'd say 137. Maybe like 170 once he fights him and gets in the sprint car. <laughs> 140. 140 is over-under. Kansas. Uh, Should we just ask him? Text him. How much you weigh, man? <laughs> Kansas is fun. Fun area. Fun town. Yeah, they, they got a soccer stadium right next they door. They actually have some of the best chicken wings I've ever had. My what buddy Dirty, who why drove. Why don't you fix that today? You remember Dirty? What drove Clint's bus? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, oh, sent, he, he sent me to a chicken wing place downtown Kansas City, and they serve you the whole chicken wing. Curtis? Yeah. Yeah. They serve you the whole chicken wing, not just the flapper and the drumette separated. Oh, so you got to rip it apart. Yeah. That place was a bomb. Do you eat the other half? What, what other half? <laughs> just kidding. You going to Buffalo today. Where am I supposed to go to eat wings? I mean, there's... Oh, man. I'll send you... I'll text you. If you're going to get some wings, I'll send you a... I'll send send me a tomorrow's the date I can get wings. I can't get wings tonight because I don't land until late. So, you got to just go where Josh Allen says to get the wings because that's like the guy... He's like the mayor of Buffalo. The Is he? streets after him now. Is yeah. he going to be there? You know when they were reelecting um, that people were... You know, you can do like other or whatever. Right in. People were all putting Josh Allen on this. He probably would have won too. <sighs> that's funny. So, yeah, I'll text you some links. And if you see Brad up... Well, this probably he'll be gone by the when are you stay you leaving tonight i leave tonight i'm there tomorrow and i leave tomorrow night come home all right well if you see brett up there tomorrow where are you gonna be at Can you an onion that? farm called the big o the big o are you bringing back some onions i love onions me too so bring some back big o big o onion farm sounds like no i'm stopping <laughs> <laughs> i'm stopping right there. i'm excited about it <laughs> i think onions are the secret ingredient to everything you eat yeah, because they, they're not – people think onion and think, oh, they're spicy. They make you cry. No, it's the opposite. No, they're good. Yeah, they're good. I love onions. I agree. Yellow onions, white onions, sweet onions. So what's the best one? <sighs> onions? Yeah, like what's the best taste? I mean, I grew up eating Vidalia onions, which is, is a sweet onion. <clears throat> what, yeah. Casey, why'd you make that face? I'm from South Carolina. It's a Georgia onion. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no comment. I mean, a Vidalia onion, that's from – that's the town, right? Yeah, five yeah, days, so, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, maybe we just have, need to have a competition one day. An onion eating competition? Yeah, let's cook. I make a good up. onion dip. Oh, how do you do that? Well, it's got all kind of stuff in it. Do a lot you do of Japanese you know, like, volcano. Like, can you deal with mayonnaise? Yeah. Okay. You like Miss Dash? Oh, the salt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll make you some onion dip. Well, right. this is a riveting <laughs> topic. So um, I'm gonna eat this onion dip while I watch Dirt Vision <laughs> at Millbridge. And, 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 and they get tons of kisses after. <laughs> Denny Hamlin's idea is officially brought to life thanks to Dirty Mo Media with his Denny Hamlin Bracket Challenge. Wow. Yes. I know this is a hot topic. What's an entry fee? It's free to enter. Free to enter. And uh, up to, it's uh, $500 worth of prize packs, I want to say. Nice. Yes. So fill out the bracket for a chance to win a Dirty Mo prize pack with signed items from DH. And Dale Jr. So worth it right there. Uh, click on the orange box. You'll see it. And your full name and email address in the form. Click start voting and then hit the vote button next to the driver. You button. think will win. Not yes. button. Button. That. I see where they're giving my boat away in a charity again. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> <laughs> Can I enter? Because I think this is a great idea. Yeah. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be awesome if I entered that in one? Your yeah. boat, you're a, win your boat back. Dude. <laughs> 
How cool would that They be? wouldn't give you the boat. No, nah, they'd just... I'll take it. They'd pick another name. There are some interesting round one matchups for Kansas. Chase Elliott versus Truex. Truex. Um, Chase Elliott ain't back yet. I know he's back, but he ain't, he ain't back yet. Yeah. Yeah. So... Truex is an easy win there. Fill, it out. Right, well, Fill out your bracket. Right what? after the show, I'm signing up. What are the other matchups? Give me another one. Uh, other matchups. Um, Suarez Briscoe. Oh. That'll oh, be good. That's pretty good, that's too. A, that's a good matchup. Cindric Stenhouse Jr. That's Stenhouse. another tough one. Um, that's tough. Austin wow. Dillon versus Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell. Yeah. What? But like this that's week, a matchup? <laughs> yeah, because it's first in points versus, versus the, uh, 32nd in points and so on. Yeah. Um, oh, but like this week would have been interesting because I think Todd Gilliland would have upset Joey Logano and there would have there would have been a few other upsets. You really don't Kyle know. Larson there isn't out. Yeah. there isn't like a sure answer to this either. Well, Go fill your brackets out. That's fun. Right Fans need to show. enjoy that. <clears throat> I might try it out. Denny's See, great. once again, Denny has a great idea as an owner and a driver. I hear you, Freddie. He's trying to get people engaged. Denny's great. Well, I just think people misunderstand his comments sometimes. Yeah, no, I think I, get their I feelings agree. hurt. Oh, well, I he's, know someone what, similar. What what's said on podcasts shouldn't hurt your feelings. <laughs> you or Twitter? That? Did you Casey called Twitter not hurt my feelings ever. I promise you. Damn, she called you out. She didn't call me out because I don't. Give a, I don't care. Brad, what's up? Twitter has never upset on me. That, on that note, really sorry to everyone who came out to do. No, no, no. Hold you. up. Didn't you think? Didn't you say you're going to fight a guy one time on Twitter? I probably would have. Well, you said it doesn't upset you. I don't mean I'm upset. I like to fight. What's hard to understand about that? (laughs) Really sorry to everyone who came out to Dover to see us live. (laughs) Unfortunately, the weather won here, but um, hopefully we'll be doing it again at another track. And thank you for Dover for at least trying to make it happen. Yeah. Um, Really cool. We met some awesome people this weekend. She was got out of her car saying Dover was so hard. And and we had homework last week and I want to, I want to pat myself on the back because we had to sign all our diecast cars that are going for sale on racingusa.com. Get your today. If you haven't already, I have signed all of my cars and have them ready for Wendy to pick up. Unlike the other two hosts on this show. But in my defense, I actually left. Here we go. I left and she's here. So I got to really layer this on here. (laughs) I left Monday night. I left here, went home, packed my bag, left Monday night. Didn't get back until late Wednesday night. Left again. I was only home for one day. Left Friday morning and then got rained out and I spent an extra great day in Dover. But Casey came home early. She said it was a long week. She was home before the cup race would have ended originally. Don't get me started. I just did. Anyways, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to Dirty Mo Media's YouTube page for all the videos from this show. You'll also be able to check out a... What? What do you want to say? Nothing. We got a guy like that, too. His name's Vern. And you, he'd be like, oh, man, I got so much on my plate. I'm so busy. And like, what, what are you up to? What, what do you mean? What's on your plate? Oh, I, oh, I, uh, okay. Uh, Dirt Vision <laughs> will have the show available to watch this Wednesday. Free to check it out. All you have to do is sign up. Um, and then we will see y'all after Kansas. We out, holla. Have a great week. Thanks. An all new episode of Speed Street is out. Be sure to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and never miss another Speed Street episode. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.